Hi, I'm Jenny Trumpa. And I'm Tonya Gonzalez. And we're the hosts of Mindset and Trading Podcast, where we bring guests who help us master our mindset and trading, inspire us to create financial freedom, and teach us how to compound our money as a day trader. And today on the podcast, we are very happy to have with us Jake Schnedker. Welcome to the show, Jake. Welcome, Jake. Thank you. Thank you very much for having me. It's an absolute pleasure. Yes. So I'm super excited to have you here today. I know that, well, you've been somebody that I have been following also in my trading career. And so I also look up to you sort of as a mentor. And one of the reasons why you sort of piqued my interest into having you onto the show is because every time that I jump onto a call with you into one of our training sessions, you have so much, so many nuggets of mindset to share with all of us that are so incredibly helpful. And so I just figured, wow, it's just such a perfect marriage of his value that he brings to the everyday, you know, into the training sessions that we do coupled with what we're bringing forward to all of the listeners here in our mindset and trading podcast. So thank you so much for being here. And I just, yeah. So maybe we could just start off if you could. um, I'm just curious to know, how did you get into trading and sort of like, what is your story and how did it, how did, how did your story, you know, lead you into trading? Yeah, for sure. It's kind of indirectly actually it's a bit funny, but um, I'll start with a start being from Australia, Western Australia. Um, I grew up in a pretty well-off family, got sent to a nice school and got told the classic story, you know, go to university, get a good degree, get a degree, get a good job and your life will be set, blah, 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 blah. So here I was, eight years of engineering, um, finished my degree, finally went into the industry. I did enjoy it, but after six months, I kind of was like, yeah, I don't think this is for me. So against my parents' advice, I um, turned down a two-year contract at a very decent wage and packed my bags, got rid of everything I had and set overseas to New Zealand. Uh, my biological father lived there and we'd met only a handful of times. So I knocked on his doorstep and said, surprise, how long can I crash <laughs> on your couch for? Um, luckily enough, he gave me a few months, so six months in the end. And um, I bought a van, turned it into a tiny home and traveled around. And that's where my real passion for traveling. I already had a bit of a travel bug, but that's where it really kicked off. Um, so after that, I was set my sights even bigger and higher. And I was like, I want to go to a bigger country and do this even better. Uh, so I went snowboarding in Canada and um Realized that this travel lifestyle needs an income. <laughs> um, it's, it's hard to live off of bar money. Uh, so I looked online for like online income and I looked around for lots of different places and found network marketing. And I really enjoyed that. I was useless at it, but I enjoyed it. Um, then when I went to Canada, the first network marketing company didn't go so well. Met someone on my travels who introduced me to IM, which is a network marketing company for trading basically. So I got into it from a network marketing point of view, not really even knowing what trading was. I had no idea, to be perfectly honest with you, uh, but fell in love with it. Uh, I, fe- I saw the potential. And um, the reason that I wanted to find something to do online uh, is because A, I love traveling, so I wanted to be location independent. But B, I always wanted to be able to be at home um, and watch my kids grow up. You know, that's one thing that turned me off engineering is having to go to the office nine hours a day. So I fell in love with uh, trading was no good at it at the start, but stuck with it as I continued traveling. Um, and luckily for me, I've been able to travel intensively for the last few years, four years, five years, actually, um, while trying to learn this trade. And it's starting to pay dividends now, which is why I'm still doing it. Nice. How long have you been trading? So 
Good question. I got involved with the company that taught me to trade. It would have probably been 2018 in January, but I did it for three months and quit because I was like, this is woeful. You know, this is this is impossible. This is a scam. Um, went off and tried to learn the YouTube University um, and lost some money thanks to YouTube University. Didn't do that very well. Uh, so about seven months later, tail between my legs, ego under my jumper, I came crawling back and tried to learn properly. Um, and I did that again for a little while, but then money was an issue. So I went to back to like a pub job while still traveling. And I just wasn't really concentrated until probably... I would say 2019, just before COVID hit, I kind of got into it a bit more um, and then unfortunately lost my interest again um, and missed the whole crash of the COVID crash. Um, and then it wasn't until probably I was in Mexico that I really picked it up again and, and got serious about it. So that's been about Mexico, a year now. Mexico has that effect on people. <laughs> trying, to get, trying to get serious in Mexico, hey? <laughs> it was those Coronas on the beach that made me like, I like this life and i got to make this trading thing work. <laughs> Let's talk a little bit about that because I feel that that is, um, it can be sort of something that people experience. I know I've experienced it for myself. Getting into trading, kind of dipping your toe in and looking around into it and then thinking like, oh, or, or maybe even feeling like that it, it's a quick thing to learn or pick up, right? Yeah. And then maybe if you're not seeing the successes right away, you're like, mm, this isn't for me. But there's some sort of draw that keeps pulling you back in. Um, what do you think that that is with people that they that they they look into it maybe? Or what, what do you think it was with you that you felt that you were sort of intrigued, but then on the other hand, maybe apprehensive or thought that it wasn't for you? Yeah, well, I mean, I was mid twenties, um, shiny ob object syndrome. I saw this opportunity to make fast money, jumped in, and I was like, "Yeah, cool." I'm not rich after three months. This is bullshit. I'm out of here. Uh, you know, this kind of attitude towards it, and I was thinking, why? How? Like, you know, you grow up doing engineering. You think you do that to get a good paying job, and the max limit you get is 150k, maybe 250 if you're really good, and then you come into this trading world. And you see people who have been in here for six months and they're earning $300,000, $400,000. And then you see more people who have got millions of dollars and they're earning, you know, $10,000 a day. And there's some paradigm shift within you that has to shift so heavily to realize that this is true and not just some bullshit scam, which is what a lot of people see it as when they first hear about it. Luckily for me, I had a very open mind and I thought, okay, I've got to do some research on this. I feel like I'm getting scammed, but I'm still intrigued by the concept of this large sum of money for like the effort to reward is is huge in in this like at the start you have to put a lot of effort for the reward but then you put very little effort for huge reward and to understand that concept is extremely difficult for most people who grow up in the nine to five get a job world um, and so for me I was jumped in tried wasn't rich left but the intrigue was there that how are there so many people doing this how is this a world that I haven't even been known about. I thought stocks were just something that really rich people talk about at my, you know, boss level of my, my company. Um, but then when I got introduced, it actually wasn't that scary and it wasn't that difficult and it wasn't that outrageous. And there's lots of people doing it. So there must be a real side to this and there must be a way to become one of those people who are earning 
seven thousand dollars a second or whatever ridiculous amount that's out there you know <laughs> the intrigue was always there and i was like how do i go from me right now with this the knowledge of life that i have but two dollars to my name and how do i transition to stick through to become one of those seven eight nine figure people that's got a life where money doesn't seem to be an issue so let's talk right there about that because that's the nugget right there mm-hmm. how did you discover that paradigm shift what was it that actually, what were some of the things that have actually helped you shift your mindset from, you know, this, because I feel like a lot of us are conditioned to that nine to five life, lifestyle. Um, but then we see that there's another way to live life. And, and then we're really curious about it. It's like, Ooh, but I don't know if that's for me. No, I'm going to stick. I'm going to stick to what I know. So what is it within you or within people who are looking Looking for this lifestyle and looking to be successful in this lifestyle, what are the things that need to shift in them, you know, to really that those paradigm shifts? Because it's, that's the mindset piece right there that 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 we're that we're looking for, right? Mm-hmm. That's the key. Figuring out that paradigm shift, and if you can learn how to shift your paradigms, you can change the way you think about life in many different ways. But back to the original question, it's I suppose this will um, kind of tie in what what was the paradigm shift that, or what was it that caused the paradigm shift in me? This ties back into the way I look at trading and the sense is looking within, you know, but sh- trading as a whole on the charts, everything isn't about what's happening on the charts, it's about what's happening within you. And the, the better you become within, the better you'll become in life and on the charts. I, I often say that trading is like the best paid um, personal development program out there. Costs you a bit, but it, it'll pay you the most if you, if you get good at it. But what changed in me is I looked at myself at this exact current point of time and I said, is sitting at an engineering office getting my wage the life I want to live? And if the answer is yes, then I'm going to put, we'll complain but back and go. Or is this life of living in a school bus and visiting all these countries and surfing the life that I want to live? Well, the answer was clear. It was obviously the the life of um, you know, travel and, and fun. But the, the bridging gap to those two lives was I am here with this ability to break out of this, but I don't have the ability to transition. I need some vehicle to get me to maintain this life that I've got. And there was a light in the tunnel of trading. It was like that actually has a plausibility that if I can get good at this, I can continue this amazing life that I've got. You know, I was I finished uni 25. I'm now 30. In the last five years, I've been skydiving, traveling, everything you can think of that's fun and the limiting factor was money and trading talking to people seeing other people's success stories was that little light at the end of the tunnel where i was like if i keep going down this path it's actually plausible that i can continue this and so for me the question was is what i have right now the life i want am i happy with that and the answer was no i wanted more and so i had to do more and do things differently to even try and I figured if I try this for five, six, seven, eight years, the same as I spent at university and I fail and I end up with nothing, I'm still only going to be, you know, early 30s and I can go back to trying to do my engineering and try, but at least I've tried and I know that I've given it my best shot. So that's kind of why I stuck through. I love it. That's so good. So many great things there. I really like that you mentioned that, that if you spent eight years learning a trade why not put that amount of time into something that can also give you the lifestyle that you're looking for right Mm -hmm. and it's that lifestyle and you have this clear vision of what kind of life it is that you want to live and visiting traveling you know 
traveling all over the world, living in a school bus and, and, Mm -hmm. and, and sharing those adventures with people. Um, I do want to get back to the mindset piece of it though, because I want to go back to what you had mentioned when you said that, um, trading is the best personal development program out there. If you let it be, because it's something that it is an internal job versus, you know, just going onto the charts. So this is the thing that I think I want to kind of pull out of you because that's what I know that I've been experiencing. I just want to, if we can talk a little bit more about what that looks like, um, some of the internal shifts or maybe some of the things that have shown up for you within your trading journey that you've had to sort of like look at and, and internalize and maybe clean up and tweak and to become a better person. Yeah, for sure. I mean, the thing, I think the reason why most people give up on trading is because it makes you face front on the harsh truths about your personality and who you are as a person. And if you can't handle that and deal with them and change them to a better version, then you're not going to be successful in the in the trading world because it it does and it's it's kind of on a deeper level here. But if we step back a bit, I say this to a few people who are getting into trading. Trading technically is easy. You go on, you press a button, and it goes up or down, and you either make money or lose money. It's very simple. Anyone can do it, and anyone can come in and hit seven, eight wins in a row and be like, "Yes, I'm making money. This is easy." But what happens when they lose their first trade? So say you've won eight in a row and you lose, you either go, "Oh, that's just part of this." Okay, or you go, oh, damn it, why did I lose? I'm going to put in more. And you start to play with emotions there because you're frustrated that you've lost or you're upset that you've lost money or you feel foolish because you did one extra trade and now you want to try and get that back. All these things come into play. And so the difference between being a trader and a long-term profitable trader is not the ability to press a button and trade. It's the ability to learn who you are and how to control your emotions and how to understand what you do as a person and how it affects your external environment, shall we say. Because there's certain things where you could be in a conversation with someone and they say the wrong thing and you've got a choice in this point to either snap and yell and shout and overreact or to understand that maybe it was a misconception and you can be calm and peaceful and respond to it in a humane way. The same thing happens on the charts. You make a really good trade and you go, yeah, and then you do something foolish. You have a choice then to go, oh, no, I'm going to make that back and oh, no, no, uh, and it just tumbles. Or you go, ah, that was dumb. Let's move on. And so... The more you progress down the journey of traveling, in my point of view, the deeper and deeper you go within, really. And I think there's a certain type of person that is successful at trading. There's a certain personality, emotional intelligence. There's a certain understanding of, um, you know, not overreacting, not overcoming, like thinking probability-based. There's a certain person who's good at trading. But we all come from different levels and what you've got to do is just start tearing off those layers of, Oh, I've got this greed. I've got this FOMO. I've, I've got this frustration about me. I come in with emotion backed on my back to come and do my job. You know, you, you shouldn't be bringing your emotions, your life, private life into work. It's the same with trading. If you come in here, just having an argument with your spouse, you're not going to trade well. That's just a fact. And I often say that the best way to improve on trading is to take five, 10 minutes after your trading session and go through each and every trade and look at your emotions and how they went. I mean, we're, we're scalp traders, so we can have multiple trades. But if you say you're an intraday trader, a swing trader, how do you feel entering this trade? What are your emotions at this point? How did you feel two days into this trade when it was in drawdown? How did you feel when you were making lots of money? You know, were you like, yes, I'm rich. We're going to the pub, boys, because I'm up on this trade. Or, or you know, were you just like, this is how it is? Because those two different personalities will def- 
really define whether you're going to be just someone who comes in here as a gambler or someone who makes this a professional, long-term, uh, profitable thing. So good. So good. So many, so many great points there. Yes, those emotions and controlling mm -hmm. those emotions. There's so much emotional intelligence that comes into play with trading. And I can, I can purely relate into this. This was, I was in a demo account learning and I had some guests in town and they were watching politics on TV and it was just this. And then they were like, oh, he, he's so, you know, this person is so stupid and he's such an idiot. And there were all of these profanities they were yelling. And I was sitting there right in the same room trying to take some trades. And it was, I lost, I don't even know how much percent of my account, probably 10 or 12% of my account just within probably 30 minutes to an hour because... There. Because there I've was there. no, yeah, there was just no, um, there was, and then after, but it was a great learning experience, right? Because after that experience, I was able to reflect and, and look at my actions and say, wow, this was, this was really based off of emotions. This was based mm -hmm. off of my frustration and, and feeling that energy coming toward me. And then I was reacting and putting it into the chart. So um, so it definitely is. Trading does definitely show you. It shows you so much. It reveals so much from yourself that definitely. that you didn't even know it would be doing, yeah. um, which is beautiful. That was a trait of mine. I didn't even know I was doing those things. Exactly. It unravels them bit by bit. It does. Your personality. Yes. I think you were speaking to Leah about this, but I often suggest doing an emotional journal. Um, you know, that 20 minutes, I say, the trade the trade you become is made in the 20 minutes after each session because it's the self-analysis it's the self um discovery of who you are and what you've done and if you do it properly you can go back and be like what was i doing that trade why did i that doesn't even make sense clearly there was an exit there an exit there an exit there but i was so emotionally attached to that that i just couldn't see it and i was blinded and this often happens where you get blinded to the environment because you've got an attached bias to what's happening and if you go back and analyze that, you'll be like, whoa, something about me, obviously, in that moment, I could not see, from, which is the case in many ways. Like, it's really hard to see what you're doing from an outsider's perspective in the moment. But if you take back and look at what you were doing in that moment, you learn a lot about you, as you're saying. And you can look at it and go, why, why was I, what was I thinking there? Like, that doesn't even make sense. And then you can start to pick apart those parts and go, why was I thinking that? Was it based on a subconscious paradigm that I had? Was it based on a, like, an earlier paradigm thought or, you know, subconscious belief that I've got where, where are these coming from and what are these behaviors that I've got and the one thing that I think really made this shift for me I don't know if you know crypto Picasso he's a great crypto trader but he showed me the, emo the chart the emotional chart of trading and when you can really understand that what's happening on the charts is just a bunch of lines based on other people's emotions around the world doing other things so the whole thing is run on emotions and now you have to try and find probability in emotion which is such a contradicting thing to do. Like emotions and statistical probability are not, you know, coinciding worlds, but you have to find a probability within the emotion of what's happening with a bunch of humans just from some lines and, and parts. So when you realize that it's all based on emotion and you can start to dig within and go, how am I going to handle my emotion not to be infected by their emotion? Because if you know anything about energy and flows, you'll know that you can go into a room of angry people and very quickly you're going to turn angry. Or you can go into a room of happy laughing people and you're within five minutes, you're laughing at a joke. You didn't even really know what the point was, right? It's very infectious, but this can happen on the charts. Charts start moving and they go crazy because something's happened and everyone's emotionally charged with it. 
and you jump into that emotion and you lose just like everyone else does or you or you win but if you can go okay something's happened everyone's losing their shit i'm just gonna sit back and sort of look at it from an outsider's perspective and try not to get drawn into it that's going to differentiate you and make you the one two three percent of people that are not because unfortunately with every trade that you win someone else has to lose it's just the ebbs and flow of, of money and that's that's the hard reality of it but i like to think that most of the time that i'm winning the big banks are losing so <laughs> i take that <laughs> So like in terms of the, the, the journal, could you describe to us like what exactly do you do? Like, do you literally have like a journal or is it like for some people might be like a process that they just do personally and they have the memory to come back to that or do you yeah. physically? I think I've got mine here actually. Nice. Um, I think I don't have my new one, but it's basically literally a book next to my computer. Just like this. Yeah. And I will go in and I will try to i mean to a perfect level it's written out like trade entry and you do it kind of in real time but as you know as a scalpers it's kind of hard when you've got a lot of stuff going and when you first start for me especially i was over trading so i'd be like oh i can't don't have time to write in my journal because you know i'll miss another trade or i'll miss an exit and i do agree you have to manage it quite quickly but once you've done one trade and it's closed you can go back in and go you know straight after that trade how long how was i feeling before i entered that trade How was I feeling during that trade? Was I like on edge waiting to close it? Or, you know, was I just understanding and following my rules? Did I follow my rules? Did I follow my trading rules that I should have pinned next to my board? You know, all these things, was I upset at the moment? Was I distracted because it was going sideways? Was I playing on Facebook? You know, all these little things that you can note down afterwards. And then, because realistically, you don't have to like rush into a next trade. There's going to be trades all through the day. So even giving yourself the time after each trade, separates you from that like over trading sort of syndrome and so you sit down you're right okay before that trade i knew it wasn't that best trade but i wanted to jump in why did i want to jump in oh because i haven't really had a trade and i'm greedy and i want money there's a greed factor there because really you didn't have to you were just being greedy because you know it wasn't a good trade but you did it anyway you know how are you feeling during that trade ah i knew it wasn't good so i was kind of on edge and i wasn't following my real trailing stop loss or my my risk management or, or you know my trade management systems So you know straight away that that's not a trade you should be entering. And then you can go look at why, you know, and the key aspects are probably greed, FOMO or frustration. You know, like I'm frustrated at something in my life. So I'm going to take it out in a sort of gambling addictive sense. Like I'm not going to do this logically. I'm just going to fire away and hopefully make money and make me feel good. Or you're going to have the greed where you're like, oh, I did well, but I want more. The FOMO where you're sitting there all day and you miss the one trade. And so you rush into another one. All these things you write down. And at the end of the week, you look back and you can go, okay, clearly I had Frustration, 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 frustration all through the week. <laughs> okay, like I can tell that this was, I had a good week. This next week, I was greedy, 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 greedy. Like I hit my daily percent, but I kept on trading. I got 3% up and now I ended up losing by 4%. What the hell are you thinking? You look at it from a different frame of mind and you're like, Jake, you clearly agree. You're a greedy, greedy person. And I like to think that I'm not. I like to think that I'm really generous and I give to everyone and I share all my stuff. But Trading taught me that there's some part of me that's still very greedy and there's some part of me that wants money and that there's that FOMO and that I should then go back and maybe find some gratitude and some belief in abundance and some meditation and all positive affirmations as two things against what this FOMO or this greed is that's within me. Because if I'm not thinking about it on a conscious level, but I'm still doing it, and there's probably some subconscious aspect of it within me that I need to dig deeper to find so I can have that paradigm shift to change it. Because we can consciously want to change it, but realistically, until we dig deep to the source and why we've got that, we're not going to shift it. We'll just be aware of it, which is also okay. But I think you need to learn to shift it 
for it to really be going. And those are the things, this is so good, Jake. Thank you so much. Those are the things, yes, meditation, affirmations, the journaling, mm-hmm. the um, belief in abundance, having those shifts of our mindset. Some of the other things that I feel that trading does and can do is is show you, you know, do you have a um, a lack of abundance? Do you have like, what is your belief system around finances that it's easy to come by once you get it? Can you, is it easy to, to hold on to, or do you lose it? And so it shows you a lot of those things um, within your, you know, on the charts, how it's, how it's accumulating with, within you in this, in that setting, but then also in your life. And so, yes, it is it, when it comes down to it, it's all energy. Mm-hmm. And so when we're able to shift that energy energetically within us, it's going to shift in our exterior as well. And just as you're saying, so it's like really digging deep into that subconscious level, uncovering it. What is truly here at the depths? Because we can think consciously that things are a certain way, but when we dig deeper, you know, within and trading will reveal that to you in such such a beautiful way. So yeah, thank you for sharing that. And this is why I say it's, you know, the best personal development, because if you're willing to dive deep, if you're willing to go further within, then you will get the rewards. But if you get to a certain level and you go, nah, not willing to uncover that, not willing to unravel that, this is bullshit, I'm out of here. You're not going to make those next steps. And so sometimes it takes someone six months because they don't have too much to dive deep in. But some people and, you know, when you meet travelers, you realize travelers are travelers because they've been through shit most of the time. They, they want an escape. They like to go explore. And so. Some people have more to dive deep through and more to dig around and more to clear out. And it doesn't mean that I should expect to be a a successful trader in five months because someone else did it. I should expect to be a successful trader once I've dug through all my shit and I know the kind of person that I want to be and that I'm clear of who I am. And for some people, that might take 10 years. But is the paycheck at the end, you know, you see that you see these successful traders who literally have no worry of money because they've got a skill set, they can go on, they can make the money, compound it, and they're millionaires. So is the paycheck at the end worth diving through all your shit that you've got to get through? And, and my answer is yes. <laughs> like, yes. And more than that, the paycheck, yes. But more than that, it's that peace, it's that happiness, that discovery of yourself, you know, elevating yourself. And then for me anyway, it's, it's sharing that with others and it's teaching others, you know, and helping pull, raise other people up along the way. So, yeah. So I'm all about it. Yeah. (laughs) You know, it's lots of people from an outside look at traders like, oh yeah, they just sit on the computer, they make all this money and that's the kind of person they are. But this is what I said before, like trading, there's, there's a whole thing to it. It's not just I sit on the charts and I make money. It's, it's a lifestyle. And the further you get into it, the more you realize that the high up traders, that they're that way because they've learned to meditate, because they've learned to dig within, because they read personal development books, because they look after their health and everything else. It's You find that the person you need to become to be a successful trader has a bunch of you know relatable qualities. And it's not the same for everyone, but there is a resemblance between you know meditating, self, self-care, you know, good health, good diet, and all that sort of stuff. And they often, I often hear people say that, you know, the person you are today is not going to be the person you are. Like the person you are today is not going to be the person that's a successful trader, because if it is, you'd already be a successful trader. So you have to make those personal changes to become that person who's going to be good at this. And that involves trying things new, trying meditating, try go for a jog in the morning. You, you might hate jogging. In fact, I love sport, but I hated being solo exercising. But when I started traveling, I was like, 
ah, this beer has got to go somewhere. So I better start and I've fallen in love with it. And it, it, it clears the mind. And there's so many other aspects that fall in place as you develop as a person to become this successful trader that, that you kind of want to be. Thank you so much. Thank you so much. So where do you feel? So if we were to say like from when you first started your journey in trading and where you are now, what are mm-hmm. some of your six like successes, like from where you are now, um, what are, yeah, what are some of the successes that you've seen have happened within your trading journey that, um, that you'd like to share? Well, I mean, the biggest one, I suppose would be obvious to you, but not many people listening is that I now have 50 people that listen to what I say, um, really intently. And to me, that's an absolute honor. You know, I came into this just trying to make a quick buck, to be perfectly honest, you know, that I just wanted to get rich quick. And, um, I found a lot of people who had a lot of the same outlooks of life, a lot of the same mindset, a lot of the same development and goals, and it's become a community. And then through that, um, I got opportunities to help other people and, and help teach other people. And now, you know, like I said, I get an opportunity to have 50 people trust me with their finances in some aspect because they're listening to what I say and it's all based around that. And so for me, I love helping people and I love sharing my story and I love doing everything I can to lift others up and, to have that opportunity honestly every time i get on a call i'm humbled um, yes. and every time i get feedback i'm really really humbled and it's it's an amazing aspect but more at a personal level i mean i've got routine i don't know what you were like kind of in university i had no routine i would have a class i'd skip a class i'd go to the pub i'd go away on the weekend you know exam would be so i'd spend four days cramming that and it's not sleep like there was nothing and then traveling is pretty similar you know it's not much of a similarity but with trading there's certain times of the day that are best for trading and so it's given me a routine which has been a big aspect to to my life um but also um, you know i've had a five-week-old kid and i get to sit here every morning and that's my job congratulations by the way congratulations the whole goal for me was to find something where i could be at home and watch my kids grow up and now i've got one (laughs) his little kaleo is five and a half weeks old and i get I've been here every day still working and he cries. I get up and go and hang out with him. It's, it's amazing. It's not like I have to sit on calls either. Like I enter a trade and I've got my limits set and stuff like that. And if he kicks off, I can either close it and just go be with him or, or I just let it do its thing because it's already set. And I, you know, the whole goal for me was to be at home and watch my kids grow and I'm doing that. And so that's, that's the biggest success. Congratulations. Yeah. I you. love that. Thank you so life much. Goal. Thank you. And then what do you, um, let's just, let's just dream a little bit. Right. So my favorite thing to do, <laughs> I, visualize, you... I visualize a lot. So back on the, the oh, good. Visualizing, 10, 15 minutes of visualizing is the technical way of saying I daydream like shit. So nice, <laughs> it's really important. Nice. Very fantastic. So could you share some of those, some of your deepest dreams and aspirations, some of the things that you visualize about and how do you see trading as a vehicle to achieve some of your life goals and dreams. Yeah, for sure. So um, funnily enough, I actually wanted to do some retreats. My goal when I was in Mexico, I was like, I'm going to create some trading retreats and teach people how to trade and um, teach people, give people an insight to the life of what it's like. Um, and this was in April of last year. And then I jumped on Teresa's calls in July and uh, been with her for over a year now. And lo and behold, she's run the exact same thing that I wanted to do, and she's doing it beautifully, and I wish I could make it to one. Um, but for me now, I my partner makes jewellery, um, Sarah Loman, so selfless plug. She's a jewellery artist. Go check her out on Instagram. 
Um, she makes macrame jewelry. And what we would like to do is have like a creative cafe um, and where people can come and learn and be in a you know multicultural community and do jewelry and give workshops and have a little cafe for open mics. I love music. So something like that, a big kind of open space area with tidbits for artists to come and present and stuff like that. But on a bigger scale, uh, my dream goal is actually to start a carbon negative tiny home company um, to create carbon negative tiny homes out of shipping containers. I've done a van, a couple of four drives and a school bus, um, but I want to do that bigger. And I want people that my but school bus was pretty much completely off grid and um, waste management systems were pretty much super tight. So there's very little managed waste. And I'd like to create tiny homes um, with all the bits and pieces of a fancy home. So people have their luxuries, but shrunk down and show people that you can actually live without affecting the planet. And we can give back to the planet and make carbon um, emissions null and void almost because two biggest areas of carbon emissions are pretty much agriculture and our housing. So why not impact, you know, one of those? And yeah, I, I will ideally want to have I've got on my dream board here. Yeah, I'll give you this is this is my little dream card that I've got on my phone and all around my house. This was before we got engaged. Um, could you describe that for the, baby. for the people that are listening in the podcast? Of course, of course. Um, so what I've got in my hand is basically an A4 bit of paper, and I put together about six different um, images on here. And I've set that for my display picture as my phone and I've got it around my house and through it for different places. So I'm constantly seeing it based on the visualization that we were discussing before. So in the top left corner, um, I you probably won't see this on the podcast, but I'm wearing a cow suit. It's just a fake uh, for all those vegetarians and vegans out there. It's not real. It's just a fake fur, uh, ridiculously looking um, with the label of Chairman 250, which is one of the top ranks in our network marketing business. Um, and I plan to get there one day. Next to that, I have a picture of my mum holding me as a baby, which ironically, I have the exact same one of uh, my mum holding my son, which looks exactly the same. But on top of that says retired. So I plan on retiring my mum. Then I have a license over a plane. So I want to get my pilot's license. Below that, I have me and my partner kissing because originally mm -hmm. I wanted to make a family with her. And that has now been ticked off. We're engaged with a child. Um, next to that, I have a map of uh, the world with a flight path from Germany to Australia, because I would like to have the finances to freely fly in between so we can both see our families. And above that, I have uh, a shipping container um, home times 10. So originally, I'd like to have 10 of my own around the world and rent them out as an Airbnb so that people can experience the lifestyle of carbon negative home and waste management without actually having to go full in and, you know, have a few around the world so they can go see them. And if they like that, they can eventually, I'll start a business and they can buy one. So that's kind of my goals. And they're all here and they have been for the last year and, I'm slowly ticking them off. So nice. Yeah. Thank you so much for sharing that. Those no, are amazing. And if anyone's in the carbon negative tiny home business and I'm not aware that it's existing, so please get hold of me. Well, back off my idea. No, I'm just, <laughs> <laughs> I'd love to get involved. Up. I mean, I was listening to a guy named Alex Hamozi. I don't know if you, I think it's Hamozi. He's on YouTube. He's an amazing salesperson. He owns a bunch of gyms. He's a very wealthy young man. And he was saying a quote, I can't remember who did the original quote, but this is where I heard it. He said, if you can wait a year without results, you could probably be wealthy enough for six figures. If you can do a decade without seeing your results, you probably have wealth that will last a generation. If you can do a lifestyle, a lifetime without seeing results, you'll probably be able to change the world. Mm. 
And so for me, I have chills. I work. Yeah, it hit me hard too. And so for me, I would like to use trading to get to a lifestyle that I want. And then once finances are not so much an issue, create a business based around, you know, the tiny home aspect, which I love, and carbon emissions back into the ground and hopefully get it started that it eventually will take over and uh, change the planet, something that I can start and hopefully have it take off to other people. Um, yeah, so that's kind of uh, one of my big goals there. I would love to have you come to Bend, Oregon and build one in my backyard. I have. I would space. love to. <laughs> if you got the finances, let's do it. <laughs> to Mexico. <laughs> yeah. so I'm going to put that on my uh, trading, my visualization for uh, my trading. You get yeah, I, we'll make goals. It I have the chance now to live in the Cancun area, Riviera, Riviera Maya, and there's like a, the the jungle and it, it it makes me think a lot about the sustainability and hopefully that one day a lot of this area it, it also could be like a protected area you know and then having having projects like this and initiatives and then people joining to protect the land and not just expanding and, and unnecessarily destroying everything you know this I think. is the thing i mean back in the day your home was kind of your your prize piece you know traveling wasn't as big it was the industrial area and people would have these big mansions to show off kind of what they did in life and how they how they were successful but these days it's kind of starting to do the opposite and i think we need to really make that whole shift in a society to understand that things are different people would prefer to travel the world and spend their money that way and have a tiny little sanctuary that they can come home and call everyone wants to have a home they can call home so why not make it better for the environment make it carbon negative still have your luxuries you know and spend that extra money traveling the world i mean these things can go up in probably a third of the time that a, a full house can um, they can have little to no waste and i won't go into too much detail but you know they can be much smaller and still allow you to have the luxuries as well as use your money to travel and see the world and once we start to I think once people start to shift their perspective into realizing that these big mansions of brick and mortar aren't really that necessary and that the small tiny homes are, you know, just as luxurious and just as comfortable, then hopefully we can start to transition and lose some of the big area space taking homes that take away our bushes and buy them with, replace them with small little boxes that are comfortable and joyous. I love it. It's so good. Thank you so much for sharing all of your yeah, your vision. It's, it's great. And I think I think for everyone listening, it's something that, you know, hopefully you all listening feel inspired as well to, um, to dream, you know, and to really, um, again, we're here, we have one life on this planet at this moment in time. And, and so to really go for it and, and have those big dreams and, and make those paradigm shifts, you know, do the work that we need to do internally so that we can truly believe in ourselves and our abilities, develop the skills and then make these things happen. And it's so fun, right? It's so yeah. fun when we when we dream and then we we reach those dreams like you've you've already you've got your visions and you're starting mm -hmm. to tick them off. They're lovely, by the way. And Thank congrats you. again on your family that you're building and this lifestyle mm -hmm. that is that is coming into to your to your being and it's just extremely exciting um is there anything else for anyone that's listening that you would like to add in um in regards to trading in regards to living this lifestyle in regards to helping them believe in themselves mm -hmm. 
yeah well i mean just quickly to finish that off i mean if you if you think you've got big dreams great but dream bigger if you aim for the end of the street and get there you'll be proud that you're there but if you aim for the stars and fall short you're gonna be somewhere magical in between so much further than you could have even thought you could have gotten so you know don't be afraid to dream just because your neighbors think you're crazy to do what you think you're going to do doesn't mean it's the wrong thing to do you have to be a little bit crazy to change a crazy amount of people's lives so don't be fearful of what others say or do or you know think about you because that's just going to limit anything that you're capable capable of dream big and then dream bigger again and enjoy the process of getting there enjoy failing fall in love with failing and fail further each time if you can do that that's what i mean in trading especially i have failed so many times and i don't even know how many dollars i've lost but i know that that's nothing in comparison to the stuff that i've learned i think if i took the money that i've lost in trading and put that into personal development courses and stuff I probably wouldn't be as far developed and I'd probably have spent more. <laughs> and it's a great way to look at it. And the outcome, I've never found anything with more potential financial outcome than what I'm doing. And I'm, I'm definitely far in my journey to becoming that successful trader. And that's because I dreamed bigger than any of my friends or neighbors were willing to. And now I've got this life that most of my friends and neighbors do not have. And I'm super happy with it. So great. Thank you so much, Jake. You're very welcome. Been such a pleasure having you on the show today. It's been fantastic. I've enjoyed every second. And back to uh, you know, what I was saying about trading, going back and reevaluating. I'll be going back and listening to this to reevaluate some of the stuff I've said because I might see it in a different frame of mind and may catch nuggets for myself that I didn't even know. So, Absolutely. And I think, too, um, just to sum it up, some of the things that you mentioned that have been working for you, that 20 minutes directly after your trading session or directly after each trade to journal and to reflect, um, to reflect on your emotions, to reflect on how you were feeling during the trade, exiting the trade, you know. Um, just, just to clarify that, I'll actually try to write them after the trade and then spend 20 minutes again after the session ah, looking good. back and reading through them all. And if I haven't written them all down, I'll still write them down, but then spend that 20 minutes evaluating what I wrote down and looking at it and learning for myself as well. So and it's those things. Yeah, thank you so much. I think it's those things, those extra additional things that you know, when we take the time to go one step further in, it's really, I think trading is definitely, it's not a tip your toe in. It is a, we're going to jump all in. We're going to dive all in. We're going to be consistent. We're going to be disciplined. We're going to follow our rules. We're going to write down our, you know, in our journal, we're going to meditate. We're going to go deep within. So it's definitely something that if you are interested in trading, be prepared to, you know, you can, I, my suggestion would be, yes, look into it and see if this is something that you feel is um, a journey that you want to be on. But then once you decide to go in, the further that you can commit to going all in, the the um, sooner that those rewards are going to come. It seems that the trading process is not, with what you're saying, is not ended once you finish that part because the full process is when we do that uh, self-evaluation so i had the opportunity i'm a musician i had the opportunity to to go around the world and do concerts and uh and we need to plan to get to the place set up 
do the show and strike. It's not that you just finish the show and then you go. It's like you have to take all the equipment down and put it back in the truck until everything is in the truck and you close the truck, then that it's ended. The other part is that, that you mentioned is the routine. The, that, that aspect is like, well, you mentioned a bunch of nuggets that I wrote down, but it's like, like that aspect that, that it, it brings us back to, to consistency that that mm-hmm. that we train our body to go into a certain mode to do some things and knowing that those things are going to reward us in the long term and i think that's pretty cool so you mentioned that one of your goals is to do retreats so this podcast is actually very um we one of our goals is to promote the 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 retreat that is coming here in october but um, Jen, if you if you just mention yeah. what the retreat is and um... absolutely, we have our mindset and trading retreat starting October tenth. So it is going to be October tenth through the fourteenth in Tulum, Mexico. We also have a subsequent retreat starting on the sixteenth of October through the twentieth, also in Tulum, Mexico. And so we will be there with our trading educator Teresa Guthrie. Myself, holistic health coach Jenny Trumpa. We have Tonio Gonzalez, who is also going to be our um, doing running workshops and helping us with affirmations and all of the great um, coordination between our Mexican staff and transportation and all the things. So we have a really great crew here in um, Mexico. So some of the best things that um, we've seen that people have come out with with this trading retreat is that they actually do improve their overall trading skills. We have an opportunity to meet one another in person. So we're developing that community even tighter. Um, as Jake mentioned, we do jump on calls in the mornings with one another and we we look at the markets and we study the markets together. And so Jake is there also, Teresa is there also to help us um, fine tune our trading skills, help us um, know what to look for. But there's something magical that happens within an in-person retreat or an in-person training session, and that's that we can see one another's body language. We can um, read one another a little bit differently than we could if we were, um, you know, on a Zoom together. And again, just having that ability to talk with your neighbor about how to set up a chart or what to look at or, you know, all of the little things about the charts that you may not know. Um, It's a great time to ask questions. Um, And then aside from that, we have delicious, wholesome, nutritious local food prepared by our local staff. Um, We're taking excursions out throughout the day. So we're going to be jumping in cenotes, freshwater swimming holes, going to the beach, um, having, you know, a margarita on the beach with our trading community. And so it's just a great time to really bond with one another and uh, spend time with one another throughout those throughout those days. So if you are interested in coming to the retreat, there is still time to join. We still have space. And I will put the link into this, um, into this, the comment section or the description section. But the uh, link is Jenny Trumpa, J-E-N-N-I-T-R-U-M-P-A dot net slash Pip Catchers Retreat. And there you can find all of the information um, as well as we're going to have um, other retreats in the future. So stick around. Yeah, exactly. Or Europe or who knows where there will be. It will be very cool. It will be good too. Yeah. Yeah. So 
Yeah, we we just um, thank you again, Jake, for coming in. Thank you so much, Tonio, as well, for being here. I um, you, hope Jake. that all of you listening have had an amazing time. You feel inspired by what we've been able to share today. We invite you to subscribe and share this content with at least one other person who would also like to compound their wealth, become financially free, and live a life they love by design. Have a great day, everyone. Can I just leave with one thing? Yes, of yes. course. So often people will tell you that trading's easy, but it's the truth is it's not. People do fail. The thing is to become the top part, you've got to do the things that people are not doing. So to become the successful trader that's in the top 20%, you've got to be doing the things that the top that 20, 70, 80% of other people aren't doing. So if you're listening to this podcast and you hear someone say, you know, go make an emotional journal or go do a a uh, visualization board or something like that and you just let it pass then you're not going to get yourself to that top 20 percent do the things when you hear people talking when you hear motivators or when you hear the people who are successful tell you to do things go and do them doing the things that others aren't doing is exactly what's going to get you above the people who aren't doing them and so i mean if you're listening to it pause it listen go get yourself an emotional journal go write up your chart do something but take action on the things don't just listen to the you can listen to podcasts all day but if you don't take any of the advice and then actually do it it's not going to help totally we'll have to finish them jake so, okay. thank you so much hey, where can people find you uh yes yeah, so i'm on i'm on all social media but uh, my name's a little bit different. It's Jacoby Schnedico. I might have to get you to type that into the comments, but I'm yeah, we'll I'm on Instagram. There. I'm on Instagram as the successful hippie. Uh, you can find me there. Um, and I will be starting up another Facebook page as the successful hippie. And I have links to my personal Facebook page, which is my most common. Um, but yeah, I'll be looking to launch all that back up and feel free to message me with any questions, queries or things. And I do have a podcast of my own on Spotify called The Success Shift. So go check that out. It's brand new. I'm still learning. Maybe I'll take some advice from these guys and uh, hopefully grow my show alongside them. Thank Amazing. you so much, Jake. You're you already so living the life of your dreams. Congratulations uh, for your kid. And, uh, and yeah, thank you, thank, thank you so much for taking the time to be with us. It definitely is going to inspire a lot of people. And um, it's been an absolute pleasure. Really appreciate it. And thanks, everybody, for listening. Thanks, you guys. 